Many of y'all want a word from heaven. That's what you come here for, right? You don't come here for nothing else, do you? <laughs> I was in my office this morning, and uh, I heard my wife speak out. I knew wasn't nobody else down there but her. And what it was, she was looking at she was looking at some of the uh, TV evangelists, them the ones. I think she might have been looking at that one out there in uh, Atlanta. What's his name? Brother Eddie Long. And she said something to the effect, and I'm paraphrasing, that they still preaching the same thing. Well, what do you expect? They can't preach no more than they know. And if you're running all over the place, you don't have time to study it. You know, it takes time to get into this word and hear a word from heaven. You know, you can't just get into this word and think that you can just pop off at the mouth. I'll show you what I mean here in a minute. Because it's very vital and very necessary that when God steps in to do his deed in us, the Lord will show his hand. He will do that. And I thank him. I want us to go to the book of Isaiah, the 65th chapter. The 24th verse. And I want you to pay close attention to the word of God here this morning. Brenda, uh, if you have to, take heaven and help, yeah, take her and, and help her because I, I need these people to hear God's word this morning. And you can catch it on the CD. But I got to get God's people because God is moving. How many of y'all know God is moving in his people at House of Death? And I'm not letting anything get in the way of that because we're moving, people. We're moving. And if we turn around and be distracted by anything, it could be the bullet that gets us. I'm watching everything. I'm watching everything because we have to be alert. Where we are right now, we have to be alert. Because we just about at a place where well, we've been many times before, but we've allowed opposition and things to take our mind and shift us from what God is trying to tell us. We don't want to do that this time. We want to stay focused. Are we in agreement with that? The reason I ask why we're in agreement, we're in 210, 2010. 2 means covenant. 10, 20 means covenant because 2 plus 0 equals 2, which is the covenant. 10 means unity. 1 plus 0 equals unity. We're going into a year of covenant unity in God with one another. That's the year that God is really going to be blessing those of us who are in unity. And in that covenant. See, we have to have one map because Amos 3, 3 says, how can we walk together, how can two walk together unless they agree? See, we have to agree to walk a certain way. Otherwise, we'll be pulling against each other and we won't make it where we're going. You look at the word here. Let me, let me give you something. In Isaiah chapter 65 verse 24, what the word of God says? And it shall, not maybe, but it shall come to pass. Amen? That before, before they call. You see that there? Because that's awesome what he's about to say here. Before they call, I will answer. Good God, that's strong right there. Before you even call, I will answer. He's saying. And yet, while you're speaking, will I hear? Hold up. 
How can God have the audacity, Deacon Giz, to say before I call to him, he's going to already answer? That's amazing. You think about that. You think about it. Yes, it's God, but there's more to it that we need to know than it's just God because that ain't giving us what we want. You see, because that don't give us the understanding that we need. So we have to go into the heavenly realm and see, how could he say such a thing as that? Before they call, I will answer. Let me give you some understanding from heaven here through the Holy Ghost. You see, God set above heaven and earth, right? Because heaven is his throne. And earth is his footstool. So he sits above it. When God breathed man out of him, man had to go through the heavenly realm as a tree. Because we are trees of righteousness according to Isaiah 61, verse 3. A tree has fruit on it, does it not? God speaks it, man, out of himself. Sends him through the spirit realm and roots and grounds him in the earth. God the heavenly realm, the earth. Man is that tree. That tree grows upward because it came down first. Before it can come up, it had to go down. You see, you don't see lightning until lightning is already struck. When you see lightning, it ain't coming down. It's going back up. It's scientifically proven. See, you think lightning, you, when you see it, it's coming down. No, it's already done hit you. And it's going back up when you see lightning. And it's the same way with God. You see, God spoke it from within himself. He spoke man. And he made him a spiritual tree. He manifested him in the earth. But where does the fruit grow? on a tree at the top. He said, before they call, I will answer. Did not? Now, the fruit is the answer to your problems in life. The answer is in the heavenly realm. That's why Colossians 3, 2 says, for us to set our affections on things above. Not on things of the earth. Ain't that what it says? Colossians 3, verse 2. Set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. You see, the answer to our problems are not on the earth. See, too many of us are setting our affections on things of the earth. He says, set your things above. Why? Because that's where the fruit to the tree is. If you're a tree, if a fruit is on tree, don't you have to, if you want it, don't you have to reach up and pick it? The fruit down here is rotted when it hit the ground. So he said, before you call, before they call, I will answer. What God is trying to tell us is that, see, he's already, when he spoke us out of him, he left the answers to our situation in the heavenly realm, okay? That's where the fruit is of the tree. That's where your answer is. It's already there. So when you call... The answer is already there because it's been there ever since he spoke you out. You understand? So he said, now before you call to me, I don't already answer. It's already there. Now watch what he says. He said, now yet while you're speaking, 
So when he hears, what he does is, he then directs you to which fruit you need to pick off that tree in the heavenly realm to answer your problem. Are y'all getting this? Before they call, I will ask. And why they are yet speaking, I will hear. The Bible tells us that the word of God is not unto us. Even in our mouth, this word of faith that we preach, all we have to do is speak it. See, that's how you know that the kingdom of God is at hand in you and working in you when you're able to speak and produce. If the kingdom is working in you, then things begin to produce itself. You just saw that in the dance team. That's perfect choreography. Perfect. Y'all done real good. That's all. And that's what House of Destiny is all about. Perfection. And because so many of us are not used to being driven to perfection, we catch attitude. And we storm out. Because, you see, we don't want to be better. So we. Remember the word last night? The man of God asked the woman, what you want me to ask the king? She said, no, no, no. I dwell among my own people. Ain't that what she said? In other words, I don't want the best for me because I don't deserve this. You see, that's a poverty mentality that we have, you see. God wants to do more for us, but we keep, no, I don't deserve it. It's a plantation mentality, you see. It's in our DNA. To stay low. But God wants you, Mephibosheth, uh -huh, to sit at the table with him. You see? And he keeps sending out folk to come and get us, but we won't come. And then when we do come, we understand that there is an order to sitting at the king's table. Oh, y'all don't hear me. So because we don't like order, we get offended again. Right or wrong? Do you think that we can come to the king's table any kind of way? <laughs> We're going somewhere now. Don't get mad, get glad that God will show us the way. I say God would. Because if we let God continue to show us where we need to be in a year's time, you'll be amazed at what God can do within the kingdom of God that's inside of yourself. He'll take you places you've never been before. He'll do it. Keep letting him work. Now don't you think the devil ain't gonna try to take it from you now. Don't you think that. Now don't 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 you be so foolish to think that hell ain't gonna break loose. You gotta realize what you're fighting against. You see, see when you go to do, to, and, and, and you bring forth the word of God and spit it into the atmosphere where the prince of the power of this area is, you know, you're starting to fight with him. Do you know that the word of God is holy water on a demon? You think that demon is just going to stand still and let you attack it? We're always talking about we being attacked by the devil. No, you're not being attacked by the devil. You're the one that started the fight. Read the book. You started the fight. Now you can't run and hide now. As soon as you picked up that word, you started the war. And as soon as you speak it out of your mouth, oh, you really done started. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you can put fire on a turtle and a turtle will catch another year or two. And that's the way it is when you put holy water on the devil. Through the speaking of the word of God, Immediately that devil is going to go to war. In your home, on your job, in the church, in your finance, it don't make no difference. He's going to find out 
where he can try to get you at. And see, we keep going for that okie doke, but not this time, church. Somebody say, not this time. Not this time. Amen? Amen? Not this time. We're too close. He says, I'm going to answer you before you even call. Because I already got it there. And while you're speaking, I'm on here, and when I hear you, what I'm doing is I'm going to direct you to where you need to do. Which piece of fruit you need to pick off of that tree that you are. Because you got that kingdom of heaven which is inside of you, the kingdom of God, see. So you are that tree. But you got to go up top if you want to get an answer from the Lord about your situation. It's already there. But my question is this. Isaiah 53, 1 says, who reports you don't believe? And who have the arm of the Lord been revealed to? Isaiah 53, 1. Who reports you don't believe? Who has believed the report of the Lord, it says? See, it's one thing to come to church, but it's another thing to believe the report of the Lord. Because the report of the Lord will bring a change in your life. The report of the Lord will cause things good to happen in your life. The report of the Lord will. But you've got to go through the process. And the process ain't always easy. The process ain't about sugar and spice, as they say, and everything. Now, it ain't about that. But the process is Bending you, shaping you, stretching you, rolling you. You know, nobody likes none of that. But that's the process. That's how you make bread. You got to pull on it. You got to beat on it. You got to knead it. You got to do a whole lot of things. You know, bread suffers a lot before it's bread. And so do we. And so do we. And the Bible has already told us that we got to so far away into this thing. Now, what's the bread? Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call on me, and if you call on me, I will show you great and mighty things. Huh? If you call on me, before they call, I will answer. You see? If you call on him, he got this whole thing called spiritual blessings, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. He got that. There for you. And he said, what he's saying is, yet while you're speaking, will I hear? In other words, I'm going to show you the great and mighty thing that you have inside of yourself. But you've got to believe that you got it inside of yourself. It's not the car you drive, the house you live in, the clothes you wear. It ain't not the job you got. It ain't none of that. It's all about what you got inside yourself. It's, that's what it's all about. It's what's inside of you. You see, you got to understand what's inside of you, man. Inside of you. It ain't got nothing to do with none of the rest of that stuff. It's about what's inside of you. And what the devil don't want us to know is what's there. So the lonely, the devil can keep you hyped up. Don't give you no word, but just keep you hyped. He, he, he don't mind doing that. You ain't got nothing. You ain't got nothing to fight him with. Nothing but tradition. But now, a kingdom word will bring you to the kingdom of God that's inside of you. You can't bring nothing else in there. It's got to be the kingdom. A kingdom word for the kingdom of God that's inside of you. Now, the word of God says in Psalms 91, verse 14 and verse 16. And look at it. See, the word do it if we just let it. All we need is the word. Psalms 91, verse 14, 15, and verse 16. Somebody say amen when they get there. Now here's what we got. 
The Bible says here in verse 14 that because he had set his love upon me. Are we there? I'll wait for you. I want you to see it. I want you to see it. I got pace. He said, because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. And I will set him on high, because he had known my name. Romans 10, 13 tells us that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Because he has loved me. I'll set him on high. Verse 15 here says, he shall call upon me. Hmm. And I will answer him. I will be with him in what? Trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. That's God's word. That's God's promise to us. That's God speaking here. That's his promise to us. With long life will I satisfy him. And show him my salvation. Bible says, be still and see the salvation of the Lord. Now let's take a look at something. Because we're going to deal with something here. Let's go to verse 17 of Isaiah, the 65th chapter. Verse 17. Sure. Second Corinthians five seventeen. You don't have to go there, but it's a familiar scripture. It tells us that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. All things, not some things, but all things have become new. Revelation twenty one five, I believe, tells us: Behold, I make all things new. Not some things, but I make all things new. Now, I want you to go with me to 1 Corinthians 3.22. I want you to hold your place in Isaiah. But I want you to go with me to 1 Corinthians because I want to show you something here that can help you. I want to help you. I want to hurt you. I want to make you and allow you to be all that you can be. 1 Corinthians 3.22. And I'm going to read 23 too. When you get there, please say, yes, I have it. Amen. Amen. The Bible tells us whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. You see that? I'll explain that in a minute. And ye are Christ and Christ is God. Do you see in verse 23 a thing called order? What you see there? You see order, don't you? There's an order to God. You see order there. And ye are Christ, and Christ is God's. That's order. So you see, that's what I like about this crew now is we've got a crew that understands and, and is beginning to understand more and more order. Because when we understand order, we can grow in the grace of God. You cannot grow in the grace of God being a renegade. You can't do it. Order. Everybody has to submit to something. Everybody. Nobody is exempt. Even Christ belongs to God. That's what it says. Order. But I want to go back up in chapter 22 bring out something here. He said, well, the Paul, Paul means restrained by the word of God. Apollos means destroyed. That's the thing that the word of God will destroy in you. Or Cephas, which means rock, the rock of faith. Or the world, or life, or death, or things present, or things to come, all are yours. What this is saying is that it don't make no difference. What it is, we're going to have to deal with every bit of this. We're going to have to deal with being restrained by the word of God, are we not? Paul. We're going to have to be, uh, uh, to deal with things being destroyed by us. That's Apollos, are we not? 
by the word of God, we're going to have to deal with that, right? We're going to have to deal with our walk of faith, that which we believe in Jesus Christ, Cephas. We're going to have to believe in that, right? We're going to have to deal with that, right? We're going to have to deal with the world, right or wrong. We're going to have to deal with life, right or wrong. We're going to have to deal with death, right or wrong. We're going to have to deal with things present, right or wrong. And we're going to have to deal with things to come, right or wrong. Does it not say all of it is going to be yours? Every bit, D. Every bit. But then he comes back and he said, but this is the order. You are Christ, which means we are Christ, and Christ is God. So we're in good hands. Regardless of the fact that we've got to deal with it all, you see, we've got to quit looking at what's imminent and start looking at what's eternal. See, our problem is, is that we can't see past our problems today. That will destroy you because where there is no vision, the people do what? Perish. Your situation today will keep you not only out of church, but will keep God out of you if you let it. When you ought to press this way, you go the other way. Keep y'all, you can't come one or two times. You got to be in this thing. See, 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 God don't like ho-hopping. God don't like that. Now, we're married to God, right? So, let me put it to you like this. That's your woman. If your woman step out on you, how you gonna feel about it? If your woman step out on you, how you gonna feel about it? If my woman step out on me, how I'm gonna feel about it? Well, if we are married to God and we think that we can just come home when we want to, go out there and hold hot when we, I mean, and when I say hold hot, I'm talking about going at anything else other than God. That's what I'm talking about. And then we think we can come up in here. The next week or five weeks later or whatever the situation is, God can't work in your life like that, son. You got to be real. And we preach a real word up in here. We preach truth up in here because we love you. We love you, that's why. When ain't nobody picking on nobody, ask them, tell them what I'll, pop, what I'll get you. Because we just deal with it up in here. You see, because first of all, if you or anybody else can't go along with what God say, you're in the wrong place anyway. See, I got one more issue that we think we're going to have to deal with before this thing be like it's supposed to be. We got one more issue. We're going to have to deal with it too. We have to. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I know you do, Major D. Well, I'll deal with it. Because we've tried and tried and tried and tried and tried. But see, I keep telling you, we can't go in 210 with that same attitude. Can't do it, leaders. Or we'll be doing the same thing, now what? And, and you see what God is blessing us. You see what he's doing. See, God is trying to build a congregation of people that love him. God is trying to bring in some new people who we can tutor the right way. And hold them by the hand and say, no, this is the way. And when they fall, like all of us do sometimes, we'll be right there to help them. Not to judge them, but to help them. But in the midst of helping them, we still got to tell each other the truth. But we're there with you to help you through this if you want to be helped. But you got to want to be helped. Because you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You can't make him drink now. You can't do it. See, God's going to raise up a people. Ain't no one monkey never stopped no show, and ain't no one monkey going to ever stop no show. God is going to raise up a people. And not only is he doing it, he's doing it. Because I tell you, this kingdom word that we've been preaching, I feel that thing beginning to surge in some people. And people beginning to understand that, hey, I can't 
when they were shy about doing it, now nah, ain't shy no more. Let's take it. We can do this. Bible tells us that we're Christ, and Christ is God. Now let's go back over here to Isaiah 65, verse 17. Because this is what the Word of God tells us. Don't forget now, before you call, I will ask. Because it's already there. Now watch what he does here. Verse 17, Isaiah 65, verse 17. Over there. He said, for behold, in other words, take a look at this closely. Behold means to take a close look at it. I create. That word create there means to bring into existence. I'm going to bring into existence, create, new what? And a new earth. Heaven's got an S on it. We the earth. But God is going to create new spiritual places in us. New heavenly places. He's going to give us a way to pick from some fruit off that tree and get some answers off that tree that we never thought was there. And God said he's going to be the one that creates this new heaven, these new heavens in you. And the former shall not be, remember. 2009 ain't got no place with us no more. Nor will they come to mind. Those are the former things. My situation yesterday don't bear on what I am today. Not today, not no more. My sins of the past don't account for me no more. God said, I cast it in the sea of forgetfulness, never to bring it up before your face again. That's what God said. Man won't do it, but God says, I forget it. All I want you to do now is go and sin no more. I heard Paula White say the other night, and she was right. The woman caught in the dungeon. They wanted to stone him. He said, who can't? Who's level without sin? Let him cast the first stone. And then when he reached down to the ground, she said, they always talk about what he wrote on the ground. Forget about what he wrote on the ground. But you need to look at the fact that God knows that sometimes he got to get down and dirty with us. So he gets down to the ground with us. And then he starts building us up. Because when he came back up, he said, go and sin no more. Where are your accusers? She looked around and I have no. Well, I don't accuse you either. He got to get down low with us sometime, don't he? Just to bring us up. Just to bring us up. But the devil wants you to think that you done messed up so bad that you don't even want to pray to God. Devil is a stinking liar. Stinking devil. And it pisses me off that church folk are used by the devil sometimes to try to destroy. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. Devils, that's what they are. Now this word here goes on and it tells us here about this new heavens and this new earth. He's going to do a new thing in you. But in order for me to make a new heavenly realm in you, I'm going to have to make a new earth a vessel for that thing to go in too, right? Because Mark 2.22, you can go there. You'll see what Jesus said. Look here. You can't put new wine in old skin. See, see you, 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 he said, if you put new wine in old skin, that old skin will bust. You can't put spiritual knowledge in religion. You can't put this kind of knowledge in the Baptist way or the Methodist way or none of that, the Catholicism way. You can't do it. It'll bust. People say, oh, no, I don't want that. Because they're not accustomed to a kingdom word. They like the hype. Jesus said, you can't put. If I create a new heaven in you, then I'm going to have to put a new, create a new earth too, a new vessel to put it in. Otherwise, 
It'll bust you wide open. You won't be able to stand it. Isaiah 66 verse 22 tells us that for as the heavens, as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. So whatever it is that God is creating in us, this new thing, it says it's going to stand before me forever. In other words, God is telling us that what I've done for you through Christ, that's what I see. I don't see nothing else except the new man that I created. And by that, the only thing that I'm going to see from everything that you produce as a seed is going to be the same thing. So you can either bless your seed or you can curse it according to how you're living. It's up to you. Go to Ezekiel eleven nineteen. Ezekiel. The book of Ezekiel eleven nineteen. When you get there, please say amen. amen. The Bible says, and I will give them what kind of heart? Didn't I say one unity? And I will put a what kind of spirit? A new spirit, not a 2009 spirit in you, but a 2010 spirit in you. And I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and will give them a heart of flesh. In other words, what I'm going to do is, all those that didn't want to hear, I'm going to get them out of here. And then I'm going to put some people up in here that want to hear. That's all he's saying. And a new spirit. And, it's, and, and let me tell you something. If you ever get and stay on one accord with God, in the newness of the spirit, in other words, be excited about coming to hear about what God has for you. Because when it gets so that you're not excited about God and what he has for you, guess what? God can't do nothing for you no more. Because the Bible says man looks at the outward appearance, but God... Looks at the heart of a man. God knows when your heart in it. <laughs> and he knows when it's not. And God will bless you when your heart is in it. He will. Oh, yeah. He'll bless you when your heart is in it. But you can't play on it. Because he already knows. Remember now. He already knows what you're going to do before you do it. So every time he blesses you, he take a risk. He run a risk called folk go fool. That's when they get two dollars. <laughs> Hello. That's why God can't bless a lot of strong. Because he knows we'll walk away from him. He knows. If God gave some of y'all a million dollars right today, I wouldn't see you no more. Only, only that no more. Gone. And that same million dollars would be what kill you. Because it takes wisdom to handle a million dollars. Too many millionaires done died from not having no control with money. And it's all kind of ways to kill a man. Pull that tiger. It's all kind of ways to kill a man. It ain't called nobody loves him. They loved his money and his power. They already knew that they were going to get him and get paid when they kill him. You care nothing about him. Don't care nothing about us either. Care about your money what you can do for them. Then after that, well, if you got one that loves you, you better keep them. Hello. I'm talking. Hello. Better go sit down, fool. 
Go sit down, fool. <laughs> Sounds funny, but it's true. Go to Second Corinthians eight. Second Corinthians eight. I'm gonna go through twelve through fifteen. See, a lot of people think they got to do this, they got to do that. Look, a lot of folk came through, and because they all were talking about, they want to do this, they want to do that, they want to do this, they want to do Okay. If you go to build a house, is the house built just because you want it to be built? Or is the house built because you get to work on it? And you ain't worried about how much that you don't have all the lumber right then. Ain't that right? You take, the, you take what you got, right? And you build on it, right? Ain't that life? You and your little girl, you start out with not much, but you stick together and you work toward it. And the next thing you know, ain't no telling what God be done. That happens with all of us. We all have to start somewhere. Right or wrong? When you look at Walmart, them trucks going out, you holler about, well, we got Walmart. Well, you need to think about what Walmart had to go through. Sam Walton had to go through when they were flying around in that old crop duster. Now, I know the second-hand man of Walmart, know him personally, and the one that rode in them planes back then, and they didn't even know. The only way that they knew that they were in the town that they needed to be was that that old crop duster they were flying in, they, they'd see that, that water tank, and they knew they was in the right place. But they were out there building Walmart at the time. And I know the man personally done sat down and had nothing. Second in command. And he told us. You see, but everybody looks at Walmart. They don't look at what Walmart been through. They don't look at that. The gamble that the man had to make, even when his wife was shaking, he said, but baby, I'm going to do it anyway. Because I believe that I know what I'm doing. We're going to try this. Don't let fail, but a try. It was money when you started, and it's going to be money when you die. And it'll still be here, and you won't. And all that you made will be left to somebody else. You don't know whether they're a fool or not, the Bible says. So you die most miserable death thinking about, is that going to be a fool that's going to squander this money or not? So you might well spend it. Why, yeah. Amen. Enjoy yourself. How about leave a legacy? I'll leave a legacy. <laughs> All right. Second Corinthians. 12, 2 Corinthians 8, verse 12 through 15, this is what it says. Watch this. See, it ain't about what you got. All you need is a willing mind first. Because the Bible says, for if there be a willing mind, or if there be first a willing mind, you see it? It is accepted according to that a man has, and not according to that he has not. You don't worry that you ain't got all the planks to build a house, just use the ones you got and start building on it. And I guarantee you, God says, if you got a willing mind to build that house, I'll make it happen. Now, that's what God says. Now, who reports you going to believe? I'm just telling you what God says. I'm reading it. For I mean not that other men be eased and ye burdened, he says, but by an equality. God wants equality in the house of the Lord. That now at this time, your abundance at this time. See, right now, some may have, some may not have. But right now, he's telling us, for those of us that do have, he said, that now at this time, because tomorrow, somebody else might have, and you don't have. You understand what I'm saying up in here? 
He said, but by an equality that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their wants. That their abundance also may be a supply for your wants. That there be an equality. Do you understand what I'm saying up in there when I say equality? That's why we all, this is what we get to saying. As it is written, he that had gathered much had nothing over, and he that had gathered little had no lack. That's why we get the phrase, none suffer lack. And that's what we try to live by at this house. Now, do we not? Can't nobody in here say that House of Destiny and the leadership here at House of Destiny don't live by this. Nobody can say that. But then some of us get out of and then we go the other way with it. We take it to the world and keep getting stole from them. And then when we get so burned down and everything, then here we come now, sitting in the crazy chair again. We do, don't we? We do. We do. Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. God bless us, we run the other way. Ain't even thought about God. God's supposed to get his off the front end, we get his off the back end. Oh, y'all don't want to talk to Don't want to talk to If you get it. Because the longer you wait, the less you're going to get. Nobody don't want to talk about the truth. When the truth hit home, it gets quiet. <laughs> it do. <laughs> it gets quiet. <laughs> Told y'all God got us off the welfare plan. Ain't no more welfare. That's over. Let's go back over here. Let's go back over here to Isaiah. I'm going to wrap it up. Isaiah 65, verse 18. Now notice now, we just teach it. We just have it. We just, we're blessing you with the truth. Because you got to remember where we started. Before they called, he did what? Answered. You better remember. You better remember so you don't forget that quick. I say before they called, he yeah. answered. It's already there. So the next time things get a little crazy, it's already there. You got to remember that. The next time you started living a defeated life, you got to, uh-uh. You got to keep going back to the tree, the tree of life. He said, as long as you eat from it, in order to eat from it, you got to reach up and pick it. If you're picking fruit down here, you're going to get rotten fruit. Now, I'm just telling you straight up. I'm telling you straight up. If you want your life to get better, you better start picking it off the tree. You better start picking your answers off the tree, the fruit. Because God, by you reaching up there, God will direct your hand on which one to pick for that particular situation. And you'll start calling those things out that weren't as though they are as Romans 417 would say. Like we call them computers out on Wednesday and the next day we got folks, got a call. Hey, gotcha. See, when you go in this thing, you just speak it. When you're working in the kingdom and you start speaking, I'm trying. Start speaking it. You'll get better. And you'll say, yeah, this thing do work. Of course it works. It's been working for thousands and, well, millions of folks. But there's an order to it. You can't come and sit at the king's table and do it your way. There's an order to sitting at the king's table. So the reason why it don't work is because we don't like order. But we, the, the, the king ain't going to bring no nastiness to his table. You're going to eat properly. You're going to act properly. You, 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 do I make sense? You, 
see, the Bible says we can't eat from the table of the Lord and the table of the devil, too. We can't do that. There's an order. You know, there's an order. Verse 18 says, But be ye glad. He's telling us to be glad. And rejoice forever in that which I created. What did he create? A new heaven and, in other words, he created a new man. It ain't the same man no more. It's new. For behold, I create Jerusalem and rejoice in that peace. He wants to, he, 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 he put places where we could rejoice in peace and her people a joy. See, the people that are in peace, that's a joyful people. Psalm 48 verse 2 says, beautiful for situation, a joy, it says, in all the earth is Mount Zion, the city of the living king in the side of the north. How many of y'all know that heaven is in the north? According to the word. That's Psalm 48.2 about how beautiful is the situation of joy in all the earth. For her people going to be a joy. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. This is God speaking. And the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her nor the voice of crying. This is God's promise to us. There shall be no more this an infant of days, nor an old man that hath not filled his days. For the child shall die a hundred years old. Good God. But the sinner, being a hundred years old, shall be what? A curse. All right. We can either live blessed or we can live a curse. And now since we got to go through it anyway, the years, we might as well go through as an infant being blessed, right? We might as well go through this thing being blessed. Might as well. And they shall build houses, verse 21, in, and inhabit them. And they shall plant vineyards and eat of the fruit of them. Look at Amos 9, verse 14 and 15. And I got a couple more scriptures after that, and we're gone. We're going to let these children dance. And then... Uh, and I call you children because I love you, not because you're in, 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 uh, 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 immature. So please understand that. Amos 9, verse 14 and 15. And I will bring again the captivity of my people of Israel, and they shall build the waste cities. You know those encounters, that word city means encounters. You know those places in us? That we wasted. Have you? Have God ever blessed you and you wasted that encounter with Him? Well, God said, I'm going to rebuild that. That's what He's talking about here. He said, And they shall build the waste cities. Uh huh. And not only that, but they're going to inhabit those waste cities. In other words, they're not going to get away this time. The encounters that we have, those blessings, that we have with God, you know those great things that God did. We're not going to let it get away this time. Not this time. We're going we, 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 we're gonna to hold this thing. Goes on and it says, And they shall plant vineyards and drink the wine thereof. They shall also make gardens and eat the fruit of them. Thank you, Jesus. And I will plant them upon... Whose land? God said, I'm going to plant you in your own land. That's ownership. You've got to receive what God is trying to say here. This is God telling us what he's going to do for us if we let him. But we can't play. We can't play the hopscotch. Can't do that. you got to be planted in this thing. And they shall no more be pulled up out of their land. You see it here? which I have given them, saith the Lord thy God. Too many people have come through house of death and been pulled up. God has planted them in their own ignorance and the foolishness of others and their mindset has called them to pull themselves up where God planted them. He says right here. He, so he knew that they were doing this. 
See, they've been doing this. They just didn't start because I'm looking at it. I will plant them upon their land, and they shall no more be pulled up out of their land, which I have given them, says the Lord thy God. The Bible tells me that God is the one that does the planting. And like I told you before, God ain't going to pull no plant up and not have another place for us to be. That's settled in. He ain't going to do that. No, you pull your own self up. I ain't never planted something and, and pulled it up and didn't have another place to plant it. That's insanity. Have you ever planted a flower and pulled it up? And then waited two, three days talking about, I got to figure out where I'm going to plant it. Well, what you pulling up for? Your old crazy self. If you didn't know, the plant it now. Pull it up. If you pull it up from where it's getting nurtured and fed, it'll die. And you're going to pull your own? Oh, my God. Happen. Somebody get him quick. Suicide bomb. Verse 22, Isaiah 65, verse 22. They shall not build and another inhabit, not no more, and they shall not plant and another eat. For the days of a tree are the days of my people. Still talk about them trees. And look at this, mine elect, that's us. Mine elect shall long enjoy, good God Almighty, the works of their hands. If you're happy in Jesus, say amen. amen. And they shall not labor in vain. See, too many of us have been laboring in vain, but not no more. Because I see fruit coming. I see the fruit coming first out of you. And see now, once this thing now, it's going to get contagious. See, what's in you when you rub shoulders that thing going to ignite. It's like rubbing up against that electricity. Oh, you're bound to get fired up. Whatever touch the electricity that's connected to the generator is in trouble. But it's a good thing. So you see, when that thing is working in you, you can't hide it. You can't hide it because you're going to tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord. You're going to tell somebody about the joy of the Lord. You're going to tell somebody that, hey, you know, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I'm on, you, you, you know, you're going to tell somebody how I used to sit at home depressed, wondering how that nobody loved me, nobody cared for me, my family don't love me, but I got a family now. And all I got to do is make it to the house of the Lord. I get on the phone and call somebody in my family. I'm talking about my family I ain't got to be depressed no more. I ain't got to be down and out no more. Because not only do I have God, but God done put a family around me that, hey, we can look out for each other. And that's what the body of Christ is all about. There is a lie. body of Christ ain't about one having power over the other. The body of Christ is about us working in unity together in the order of God. The way God set it up. Everything has order. Every time. And last but not least, verse 23. And I'm close. Ladies, y'all get ready to go. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth for what? Trouble. For they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord, my God. And their offspring, children, don't be with them. Y'all ought to give God some praise on that. Give him some praise up in there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If y'all would, would y'all do that dance one more time for me? Sister Tasha, bring that up here for me, and I, I'm, I'll put it on movie. I'll do the movie on it. Um, okay, I got it. And then we'll take up the offering afterwards, then. And we'll just go home and be blessed in the name of the Lord. <clears throat> Number 12, right?